Nick Parker is quick as a snake. Strong as a bull. Not to mention blind as a bat. Nice doggy. What's your problem? You blind? Yeah. Holy sh He came for a friendly visit. Blind man. But his timing was a little off. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy's, and I will only appear in this podcast for two minutes, so make it worth it. Today we're talking about a movie from 1989 called Blind Fury, starring Rutger Hauer. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He, uh, he literally died the very week we're recording this, although we were going to watch this movie last week, so that was kind of a weird, unfortunate coincidence, but that's how it rolled. So yeah, Brass Tacks here, Rutger Hauer starring in the role of Nick Park. Parker, mm-hmm. Terrence, Terry O'Quinn, uh, famous for Lost, stars in it as his friend Frank Devereaux, and introducing a young uh, Brandon Call as the boy Billy. And featuring in a guest starring role in the film, the Joe Kosicki, who appeared literally in the film for a little over two minutes. As the assassin, because we needed a sword fight in a movie about a blind swordsman. Well, you only have one more minute of my time today, so let's continue on. Yes, as I just said, this is a movie about a blind swordsman. Blind Fury was a movie that was kind of uh, action comedy, I guess, for the time. It was very loosely uh, based around uh, the Zatouchi films, Zatouchi Challenged. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, reading it over really quickly, like trying to compare it. And yeah, it's like the basic beats are all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that they, they changed it for the context of, of America. They changed it a little bit. And what ended up happening was we got this weird movie about a blind swordsman who is trying to save his friend's family, essentially, from being killed over a drug plot. He gets roped into it. And the only reason he's going there is to forgive his friend for abandoning him mm-hmm. and to forgive himself for feeling bad about being abandoned. Mm-hmm. And it all rolls together in a... Well, it's quite an adventure. I, I don't really know how to get into it right away. I'm, I'm looking for a way to jump into this, but it's kind of difficult. I know, this podcast comes <laughs> off like we almost haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, but yet we just recorded it last week. It's just... it's we're, We picked some weird movies for this summer thing we're doing. <laughs> They're not the easiest movies to talk about, like, just to jump into. Nobody's like, this happened, and this happened, and this happened, but... When well, this... he gave you the basic plot. Mm-hmm. Frank Devereaux is being forced to create drugs for the a criminal organization mm-hmm. operating out of Reno. Nick Parker returns from Vietnam after being missing in action and learning how to be a samurai in Vietnam somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's blind now and seeks out, Nick, uh, seeks out Frank for forgiveness. And, as you said, gets embroiled in this cross-country trek to save th- Frank. Yep, save his old friend. And so what was your thoughts on this film, J.D.? This is a a movie I chose for this thing because, well, this was before Rutger Hauer died, but... Which is hilarious because the last, like, three or four movies we chose have all been Randy, pure Randy. Yeah, this one I chose because um, it's kind of overlooked. Not too many people know about it, and it's really, really unique for its time, and it's there's not really a whole lot like it. It's it's kind of comedic. It's kind of action. Um, it's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. If and you've seen any of the Zatochi stuff, it's like, it's that. Not not gory, but it's bloody? Is not, that no, it? it's not really bloody either. <laughs> there is blood, but not a lot. There's no blood splurting in the samurai fashion. There is... Literally dismemberment, like people lose their hands, but there's not a lot of blood there. There's people get cut in half, but there's not a lot of blood there. It's a largely overall bloodless violence. Mm-hmm. 
Also, not a whole lot of swearing except for one instance and literally one scene. It's like, well, I, well no, I, I guess it's more like figuratively. I, I don't have an idea, but I really do. How this movie got an R rated? It's like R rating. It's like it's not really that so, rough to be an R rated movie. We've we've watched more. I could see R rated movie. Than I could this. see a TV cut basically cutting out just about every bit of blood in the movie. Really, which there's not that much. Maybe That's it's toned the, down the kid flipping the flip finger. Maybe it's sticking out his tongue instead. Things like that. Censoring the one swear scene in the movie. You know, stuff like that. It's it's kind of bizarre as i said and this whole movie is bizarre but that's why i really i liked it and i wanted to watch i wanted to watch it for this one and again i wanted to do it before rutger hour died that's just an unfortunate coincidence very unfortunate mm. very unfortunate and my thoughts are kind of like in yours it's all kind of a jumble in my head it's just, it's like it's a a movie that i was uh, vaguely aware of but have watching i'm like oh i thought blind fury was a different movie but i know what this movie is okay i've <laughs> I'm aware of this film. He was in some uh, weird movies in the 80s. This might have been his most straightforward one, and that's saying something when it's when we're talking about Rutger Hauer. You might have been thinking of Wanted, Dead or Alive, which is uh, the movie version of a Steve McQueen movie. I actually might be thinking of that one, but I also don't know what that movie's about. It's a it's a police thriller thing. So I, 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 like when you say that title, that's what I was thinking this was. That's probably the one. That's another one I was. And I, and I thought, of. and I, I'm thinking that this one was the other one, maybe. Mm. Yes, that's that's a good that's a good possibility. It seemed to be a fun movie. It's like it's, it's a popcorn movie because we stopped in the middle of it literally to make popcorn. No, I didn't stop. I I, I just literally said I'm like, huh, they're in a cornfield. That guy's eating popcorn. This is literally a popcorn movie. You know what? I'm making popcorn. I ate popcorn. It's a popcorn movie, and I don't think the it mo- is a proper Saturday afternoon. Flick. I don't think this movie. I guess this movie wasn't very popular at the time. Unfortunately, I think it probably should have been. But it was a lot of the movies we watch on this on this thing. We think this was pretty good. How come this wasn't a big hit? Then we look up what came out at the same time, and you see movies like Ghostbusters, for instance, at the same time. Okay, I get it. Yeah, you you see a lot of movies that overshadow. And mm. like once again, this was 1989, and it came out in uh, roughly August of eight. No, sorry. No, oh, wow! And the U.S. only came out in the '90s. Mm-hmm. This was coming out around the same time as Toy Soldiers, roughly. Yeah, it's an '80s movie. It literally came out right at the beginning of the '90s. It's a 1989 film considered one because it premiered in West Germany in August of 1989. Mm. Another weird aspect to this movie, but yes. So, what's your low point of the film? Probably. And did I just mess up the order? Because I never remember what order we go in. Uh, we usually start low, then we go high, just for like a sort of. A sort of pickup. Um, I'd have to think about it for a second. You go first on this one. Well, the action was well done. I didn't find it very exciting. It was just a lot of just waving the sword around and not really mm-hmm. much else. But it did kind of give me a Zorro feel when he did it, so that's a plus. But still, which was like, like a lot of the action wasn't really. It wasn't really action packed. Like it was like you know what I mean. It's like yes. It feels more like an adventure movie. That's it. It was more of an adventure film. It's like, but I was coming in here like, oh, okay, this is gonna be like a nice. Comfy action popcorn film, and it's more of an adventure than it's, action, it's more right? of an adventure film. It's a more of a road movie, but mm. yeah, the action was a kind of lacking. Uh, the uh, the kid, oh my god, <laughs> I don't like children in movies, but I especially did not like him. Yeah, I that's... did not like the character of Billy. Just the name Billy automatically tells you that it's going to be a bad child character. Billy and the Clonosaurus. Billy and the Clonosaurus. 
Yeah, I guess my low light would be there was only two minutes of uh, Shokosugi. And unfortunately, I, I have exceeded my two-minute timer on this movie. Could have used could have used more Shokosugi. He only really came in for the scene at the end. But I mean, he choreographed some of the stuff in the movie, too, not just that scene. Oh, yeah, he's very good at that kind of stuff. Whenever you see a, a Shokosugi movie, you can see some good action Which sequences. brings me to my highlight of the film. Mm-hmm. Shokosuke coming into the film and choreographing that two minutes of uh, pure pure samurai action bliss uh, for that that literal two minutes. Best action sequence in the movie by far. Actually, I'd say I like the general pacing of the movie. There always seemed to be something different going on in it. And every action sequence sort of did something different, whether it was that chase sequence with the, the, the driving, which was bizarre. Then there's the cornfield. And then there's the sword duel with Shokosuke at the end. They kept it mixed up. But my overall highlight would probably be Rutger Hauer. I think he was... Perfect as the main character in this one. He was serious when he needed to be. He was goofy when he needed to be. And, and he was charming when he needed to and be. And it's, un- well, that's Rutger Hauer. He was always charming. Even in mm. the original Tron, he was uh, he was uh, very charming. Mm. Um, but it's a shame that we never got the, this is supposed to be the beginning of a, of, uh, of a trilogy of films that never got made. It, did, it didn't do that great, but that's yeah, it, typical it made for the maybe, it, Domestically, it made like 2.6, maybe 2.7 million, yeah. roughly. And it doesn't really mention the budget. And, so. un- and unlike a lot of movies we watch in here, it didn't become that much of a cult classic. There are people who like this movie a lot, but it didn't really grow that much, unfortunately. So even that wouldn't have really helped it. But that's probably more of a Rutger Hauer thing. He's just... His stuff just doesn't tend to be very popular with the mainstream. But as it is, as a standalone movie, it works perfectly fine. There's a there's a story arc in it, and it works. And by the end of the film, everything is wrapped up nicely. So, would have been nice if there was another one, but eh, it wasn't necessary. I know what you're looking at. I was just oh, I was looking at what his actual movies were, um, trying to see how how accurate your statement of. Uh, well, let's see. We have for for Mr. Rutger Howard. Mm-hmm. There's Blade Runner '82. You got Lady Hawk in '85. These are the ones that pop out at me. Mm-hmm. Wanted Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. Blind Fury. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he didn't do Tron, but I could have sworn he did. He was in, he was in Flesh and Blood as well, which was one yeah. of Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, I could have sworn he was in Tron, but maybe mm-hmm. who am I mixing him up with? He's also in. Never forget that he was in You're Batman. You're talking about against... Bruce Box Boxleitner? Oh my god, have I been confusing the two of them for the last like 20 years? <laughs> he, um... I might actually have been confusing the two of them for the last 20 years. Never forget that he was also in a movie in 2011 called Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh yeah, that one was popular too. Also another one he was in was um, Hero, was it uh, Blood of Heroes, which is by the writer of Blade Runner, which is a very weird movie we might do at some point just because it's strange. But uh, yeah, he's, he's always done... Uh, Ah, uh, really bizarre things on the side. He was even uh, in a video game. I'm not talking about Kingdom Hearts. He was in uh, Observer, which was a cyberpunk uh, sort of game. So yeah, he's uh, been all over the place. I think this. So I enjoy it. This movie, I I would give it a, a five out of five, because this is the exact type of movie I like. It's a fun actiony uh, adventure movie with good comedy, and it's a popcorn favorite, and you just have a blast watching it. It's probably not the best movie's ever been in. It's probably Blade Runner, but uh, I like this one a lot. It's like uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to lowball it a bit. Like I said, it, well, there's any nothing egregious about it. Um, I still only give it like a three star. It's like it's I, I wasn't terribly excited like throughout the movie, but I did enjoy what I what I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like I, I just there, there was something missing to even push it up to the, like the four. Like like Rutger Howard's performance almost gets it there, mm-hmm. but like I said, there's something about everything else that just didn't really flow for me all right that billy really takes it out of you it's 
you really have to know Randy to understand why he doesn't like child actors. It's just he really doesn't like them. I was a child actor, or was I? He was. He did. Try not to dox myself. He did stage plays. But no, I. I don't know. I just. It's like kids in movies <laughs> are awful. Yeah, that's just. You just. It's just something you have to deal with. Anyway, that that one um, for us, I think, is about our seventh movie. So I don't far. know. I don't know. I don't even know if I converted all of them yet and put them up to uh, in the queue yet. But I think we're probably going to do at least one more for the summer thing. I don't. Ah, we'll stop whenever we stop. I don't know when this one is going to go up. It, it, uh, when whenever it goes up, but I guess you can tell by the time we're recording this, when it happened, when we, when we did it, just because of what we told you at the beginning. But anyway, that's enough. That's enough for this one. It's uh, it's been fun, and uh, rest in peace, Mister Hower. You did a great job. Mm-hmm. And goodbye. We'll see you next time, everybody. We we'll continue our cruise through the non-canon catalog we picked for ourselves. Oh, I forgot to say the title. Yes, this mm-hmm. was another exciting edition of. The non-canonical adventures of J.D. and Randy. You would have gotten away with it too, J.D., if you forgot to remind me. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Unreasonable men make life so difficult. Shoot! The blind Zorro! If you can't handle it, get me somebody that can. Get me Bruce Lee! Bruce Lee is dead. Then get his brother. Wecker Hauer. I also do circumcision. Blind Fury.